You're listening to episode number 27 of the Brain BS Podcast. It's not happening to us, it's happening for us. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. It is a rainy day. We've had a lot of rain um, going on here and there. And I just celebrated my birthday this weekend. Um, Some of you might have seen some of the pictures and videos online, and you've gathered by now that my sisters and I like to sing and dance, especially my one sister. (laughs) Um, But we had a really good time. But the brain BS that I'm going to talk about is what it took for them to get out there for my birthday party because the weather was bad and traveling to O'Hare Airport. Okay, some of the worst brain BS you will ever experience. Because then once things get stopped because of weather, it's a whole day thing. It can be multiple days because the air traffic control gets so bad that it no longer has anything to do with the weather. So it could be no rain here and perfectly fine. And it, they just kept getting delayed. Uh, like they were supposed to get in around 1.30. They ended up getting here around 9 o'clock at night. They were supposed to fly into O'Hare and they ended up flying into Midway and then having to Uber up here and spending way more money than they planned. But we took good care of them while they were here. And um, yeah, just the powerless feeling when you're at the mercy of the airlines. Isn't it something? And then like I have so many horror stories, but that's the first time that's ever happened to them. I've, I've had it. And oftentimes coming from Cleveland to Chicago is when it happens and it's such a short flight. So then you wish that you drove instead of flying. But then if it works out fine, then of course you're glad that you flew. So I guess you just have to be, um, you just have to be willing to go with the flow when it comes to air travel. And it's not always easy and it can test you to the limits. And even for me as the person who was waiting for him here, it was exhausting because it kept getting delayed and then I was going to pick them up at the airport and then I started to consider like traffic and then seeing at nighttime and which is kind of hard for me to do. So I was getting a little nervous and not knowing what was happening, you know, going to happen. Then I got teary eyed when it really looked like for sure they weren't going to be able to come. I had a good cry because I was disappointed because I haven't seen them since before COVID. So it had been like well over a year and a half you know, close to two years since I had seen any of my siblings. So we were really looking forward to it. But thank you to my sisters for their perseverance because they made it out. And we had a wonderful weekend and it was crazy. Talk about manifesting what you want. We ended up getting to sit on the patio Friday night and Saturday night. My party with Anthony who played the guitar, we were able to have it outside Because by some mini miracle, with all this rain forecasted, it ended up being nice both nights, contrary to what the the prediction was for the forecast. So it was really fun. And um, Anthony's awesome. If you want any information on him and you live in the Chicago area, I can give it to you because he is a lot of fun. So that's it. 
brain BS related air travel. And then uh, I can honestly say no brain BS about turning 58. I'm super excited to be alive. I'm healthy. My back pain's relatively gone. I have a new business. I'm excited about life. I really, really believe that the best years of my life are still ahead of me. So I'm, I'm doing really good with that. And I was not always like that when it came to my birthday. I would start saying an age like a year in advance so I could get used to it. And it, I mean, I was really for a while there freaking out over the thought of turning 60. And now I don't care at all. So it just goes to show, right? It's not the circumstance of turning 60 that's the problem. It's the way we're thinking about it. So, okay, that's it for the beginning. Now we are going to talk about the episode today, and it's my favorite title. It is not happening to us, it's happening for us. So this week we're going to explore the idea that we're somehow victims of our life and have no say in what happens to us. Because the truth is, everything is happening for us exactly as planned and totally determined by the law of attraction. Even though we oftentimes think our lives have derailed and something terrible has gone wrong, it really hasn't. It's just, it's all happening the way it's supposed to. It's just our egos want to cause us problems and freak us out. But if we can understand that our life lessons are there for our highest potential, we can approach them in a much more solution-oriented and positive way. I will give you first a brief description of the law of attraction and how that works, which I've talked about in other episodes. And then I'll share a few examples of challenging situations where I initially felt pretty victimized and how I was able to reframe my thoughts and reclaim my personal power and experience some profound personal growth and at the same time a higher vibration, which is always good when it comes to the law of attraction. Let's begin with the Law of Attraction. My favorite place for learning about the Law of Attraction is Abraham Hicks. For those of you who are not familiar with her work, you can look the name up. You'll find the origin of Abraham very interesting because it's Esther and Jerry Hicks who are a couple and Esther channels Abraham and Abraham is a collective group consciousness from the non-physical dimension. And so some people think it's really out there. I I really don't think it, I don't find it out there because what she says resonates with me so much. Um, But you can check it out and see what you think. And then there's all kinds of videos, short videos that describe the law of attraction and how it works. And I watch them every single day. I love them. They, They also have a podcast. This is the way the law of attraction works. We basically have two different kinds of thoughts. We have our subconscious thoughts, which is the ego and the brain BS. And then we have our conscious thoughts, which is our higher self and our soul. Now our soul always has a higher vibration that serves us and is pure. But unfortunately, our subconscious brain has a much lower vibration. And it's usually our point of attraction, because this is where we live most our lives. If you remember in another podcast episode, I said that 95% of our life we are living in our subconscious. It's programmed into our body and we're not even aware of what we're thinking. So this means, unfortunately, that we frequently attract negative people and events in our lives and we don't even realize it. We think those things are just happening to us and that we have no control over them. But the truth is we have so much more control over what happens to us in our lives and what we want to happen in our lives than we can possibly 
realize. And the only way that we can do that is by working on our vibration, which means thinking consciously and doing it on purpose. Now, this is easier said than done. And but you can see just from looking at the sentence, it's not happening to us. It's happening for us. How much more empowering that is. Okay, now we're going to put this in the context of a challenging time in my life. I think I've previously spoken about what I lovingly now call the meltdown in Santa Barbara that I had a couple years ago. Just a little background information on that. It started on the way home from Ohio after celebrating Thanksgiving with my family where there's many people who were sick. Well, I already felt terrible on the plane ride back, so I knew I was going to be sick, but I had no idea how long and how sick I was going to be. I look back now and I really think I could have had COVID because I've never been that sick and it was all respiratory issues and sinus infections and I had bronchitis and I never get that kind of stuff. I was coughing like a maniac, I but it was the holidays and the girls were home for like three weeks and I can be super pig-headed when I want to be and I did not want to miss a beat because I've always loved Christmas and I like it to be a fun atmosphere. So I continued to socialize, go to parties, hosted Christmas, and then flew out to Santa Barbara for a family vacation. (laughs) Yeah, I was sick as a dog and anybody else would have been laid up in bed. And here's me in denial and acting like I'm not even sick at all. So finally, my denial and inability to accept my limitations caught up with me and I lost it with my husband in the walk-in closet at the end of our trip. My stepdaughters overheard me yelling at him, and I did. I can honestly say I sounded like Lucifer. I was like, I was really mad. I was so sick and so frustrated, but it was really at myself, but I just didn't know it at the time. But I just, I needed everybody. I needed solitude. I needed quiet. I needed peace of mind and rest, and I just couldn't take it any longer. So at this point, my subconscious was totally in charge and I was attracting more negativity to my already negative state of being. My behavior upset the girls and my husband. I felt horrible about all of it until I was able to reframe that whole period of time. So the way I reframed it was by looking at how everything happened for me, not to me. I realized that it was all my own fault. I did not acknowledge I was sick because I did not want to put a damper on the festivities. I also didn't want to make my needs a priority because it felt uncomfortable and selfish. I also thought as a stepmom, and this kind of goes with the number nine out of 10 thing that I have going from being in a big family, nobody really cared about what I wanted, which was total brain BS. And because I had a low opinion of myself and no boundaries established at that time, my resentment was off the charts. So the first thing I did when I got back to Illinois was get myself a good therapist. I didn't know anything about coaching then. So therapy was the only thing I thought that would um, be able to help me. And it has in the past. So she uh, she did help me for a couple of sessions. But then I found a book that I've talked about on here a bunch of times, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. So I said bye-bye to the therapist. And I just completely opened myself up to spiritual growth. So a new earth blew my mind because I learned about the ego and that we are not our thoughts. And I was like, oh my God, I love this book instantly and knew I would never approach my life the same way. I decided with that book that my spirituality and inner work were the number one priority in my life above everything else. After making the commitment to that, 
Then, as the universe and the law of attraction works, somebody, my pool guy, told me about Brooke Castillo. And then I ended up learning about thought work and everything that she does at the Life Coach School, and I went on to get certified as a Life Coach. So it felt like a really dark and challenging time for me ended up being what they call a broken open moment. And it's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. I learned how to make myself a priority and actually love myself again, maybe actually for the first time. I learned how to set clear boundaries and reinforce them. I learned that my needs are just as important as everybody else's. And what I think of myself is the most important opinion I need to worry about and nobody else's. I also learned my new mantra, which is I show up in a kind and loving way, which also means honest and authentic. And sometimes that means I might disappoint the ones I love at times, but it's not my responsibility to manage their minds. It's their responsibility. So I totally reclaimed my personal power and oh my gosh, it felt good. So, okay, let's talk about another time I felt like something was happening to me and not for me. When I was in graduate school at St. Catherine University, I had to do lots of little speaking engagements on elder care consulting. So most of the time I did it at the local North Brook Suburban YMCA because they had an adult lecture series there. So typically when I was scheduled to speak, only one or two people would show up and sometimes nobody did. At the time, I didn't get too worked up over it, but it did get a little discouraging after a while. So when I finished the program and continued to advertise locally for home safety assessments and a proactive approach to aging, nobody was taking my bait. So that was kind of getting to me too. And then I began to see that many people do not want to deal with the challenges of aging before they must, which translated to no clients for me. Then in desperation, I was inspired to join a few of the local chambers and try to do some networking in person that way to generate some energy. But then COVID hit and everything shut down. So I could have thrown in the towel at this point and I didn't. I just made a strategic and exciting pivot after much consideration, which is actually like one day. Because of COVID and all the restrictions it required, I decided to go in a different direction with my business. So instead of working with older people in their homes as an elder care consultant, I decided to get certified as a life coach and started helping middle-aged women to love themselves in their lives again. And the best part, it was all online. So to say it was one of the best decisions of my life would be an understatement. I can now work from anywhere, which solves the problem of having two homes in different states and how I can, you know, show up for both of them. I also get to spend the day at home with my pups. I enjoy a flexible schedule, have a blast doing what I love, and I'm making money doing it. But most important is the personal growth I've experienced from self-coaching and getting coached by other coaches who can see my blind spots that are hidden from my view. Now, I could have at any point given up and nobody would have judged me for it. They would have understood the challenges of pandemic and even had sympathy for me. They would have admired me for all my efforts and given me a good pat on the back. I knew, though, that my opinion was the only one that mattered and giving up was not an option. I saw the gift and why it was all happening and found a way to make it work in my favor. Because I was a positive person about all of it and open to all of the possibilities, I attracted an outcome that I could have never imagined a few years ago. I absolutely love being a coach. Okay, we have time for one more example of how I initially felt victimized only to reclaim my personal power. And this one is an ongoing one. So I have to do this all the time. 
As you know from previous posts, the only way we can feel anything is because of a thought we were having or have had many times in the past. It is so inspiring to know you can actually tap into your personal power just by changing one small thought from it's happening to me to it's happening for me. I've never had to rely on this so much or make this shift as much as I do as a new entrepreneur and businesswoman at the age of 58. Oh my goodness. Does it feel like things are happening to you? Well, I I could go on and on with examples how daunting and intimidating it can be to demonstrate vulnerability and also be willing to experience so many uncomfortable emotions like anxiety, rejection, and shame, just to name a few. When you spend all your time trying to create content that will help people and you have no idea if it's working or not, it can be a little bit disconcerting. When you spend all your time Posting in your Facebook group and all you hear is crickets, it can get a little uncomfortable. When you create a funnel ad and give an awesome freebie called Loving Yourself Guide and you don't get much feedback about whether it's not working or whether it's working or not, it makes you wonder. When you spend every week writing a blog and doing a podcast episode and you have no idea of how to get it to more people who are in pain, it can be frustrating. And when you offer a free consultation for 60 minutes and you want to figure out how to inspire more people to take you up on it, it can get confusing and hard to figure out. So you get the idea, right? So how do I deal with all of that? Of course, by managing my mind and keeping my point of attraction a positive one as often as I can. Now, sometimes I go and falter into the brain BS for a day or two, but I always come back to my higher self and my soul. And the more I do this, the sooner I come back. I understand I need to keep my thoughts clean and always remember that literally everything that is happening daily is truly for me. Every time I feel a little bit crappy, it's the universe letting me know I'm not in alignment with my higher self. It's an indication that I have some thought work to do. Anytime I feel uncomfortable emotions at all, I know I'm not in abundance and I'm not attracting what I want into my life. Even though I'm not doing it on purpose, it's still me doing it. This means I have to acknowledge the feelings that are there, not make them a big deal, process them and release them. Our emotions guide us to whether or not we're in alignment with our soul, period. It's actually pretty simple. How do we know if we've been successful raising our vibration? By what we're experiencing. The reality we experience is what we're manifesting by the way we're thinking. So I don't have as many clients as I want. I haven't met my money goals. So I know I have some work to do because I don't have what I want yet. Instead of making this a big problem, I just get busy with the inner work. And that is the reason why I hired an intuitive business coach, Lauren Cisco, because she looks at her business and she looks at life the same way I do. So in conclusion, the next time you feel like life is going against you in some way and are tempted to give yourself a little pity party, Think again. That is not going to serve you or anybody else for that matter. Instead, tweak a common thought many of us have and change it from life is happening to me to life is happening for me. The little adjustment can help you to reclaim your personal power and create whatever results you want in your life. According to Abraham, your only job in life is to keep your vibration high. Now, I know it's not an easy feat because we all are humans with brains. The idea is, though, is not to be perfect. It's just to try to learn the lessons being offered you by the universe. And whenever you can, find a way to feel at least a little bit better. Also, remember, every time you feel bad, it's actually a gift that the universe is telling you that you are out of alignment and not attracting what you want in life. Look at it as a warning system. That's all I've got for you today. 
Hope you learned something valuable today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to ask you to subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast. Give me a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and check out what I'm all about and how I can possibly help you. If you're ready, you can sign up for a free 60-minute consult or get to know me better in my free Facebook group called The Brain BS Group, where we dig deeper on all of these topics and you can ask me all the questions. Lastly, always remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your brain BS.